This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Kenton. He's a CEO of a company called Social Rep, providing social sales enablement and to global brands since 2008. He ran a digital marketing agency in San Francisco during the dot-com boom, uh, then ran the CMO Council. He's also been a columnist for Business Week and guest lecturer at Thunderbird. He's a coach for the California champion Drake Mountain Biking Team. Chris, man of many talents. Are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. All right. Very good. So do you ever do business while mountain biking? Does that ever work? You know, it's funny. I wrote a, a piece for LinkedIn on how everything I learned about business, I learned on my bike. Uh, so absolutely. That's good. Okay. Tell us about Social Rep. What's the company doing? How do you make money? So essentially, uh, we are a sales enablement platform primarily for social media. And so uh, the way that we make money is we uh, provide timely content uh, tools for salespeople in order to be able to provide, uh, you know, relevant information to their buyers. So, uh, you know, the long story is, uh, we started out in the social media intelligence space. Uh, we created tools for mining social content for market intelligence. We did that for many years. What year was that? Uh, when was launch? So that was 2008. Okay. Yep. And hell so, of a year to launch a business, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> we, we came to, we, we pitched about 40 VCs on our business uh, came to terms the week before the bottom of the market fell out. So not very good timing. Did you get it? Did um, you get it funded and wired before the crash or no? No, actually the best piece of advice I got, one of the partners took me aside and said, uh, you can take the money, but you need to understand the clock doesn't stop ticking no matter what's going on in the marketplace. And he said, my best advice to you would be to, uh, you know, step away from the table, go focus on your customers for the next year or two, see where the market lands, and then come back when things turn around. Um, and that's what we did. And lo and behold, what we found was that focusing on our partners actually turned out to be a very sustainable way of doing business. Uh, we uh, did that uh, all the way up until, uh, I guess, about three years ago, uh, You know where that led us um, in order to expand our business was partnering with some of the big uh, companies like PwC and Deloitte, where we were providing tools and services to them to scale uh, collection of market intelligence from social data. Um, and over time, what we realized was the same information that we were providing to the corner office to help them understand large-scale movements in the marketplace, product strategy, that kind of thing, that if we exposed that same information to the salespeople on the front line, that we could actually have a bigger impact on the business. Yeah. Um, and so did so, you end up closing around or you're still bootstrapped? We're still bootstrapped. That, that's um, great. So, yeah. It's so really uh, we've got a clean term sheet. So at that point where we decide that, uh, uh, you know, that it makes sense for us to raise funds. You know, the funny thing is, is that uh, uh, one of the main people at PwC that worked with us for many years wound up on our board. So 
uh, we've maintained those relationships and, uh, you know, we've, we've, why is he or she on your board? Did they put money in or you just want to give them their strategic position? They really like what we do. And obviously they have a, uh, a wealth of connections in terms of, uh, the ability to bring, uh, partners, potentially capital to the table. Um, so, uh, that was obviously a really, uh, a boon for us. Um, and fortunately this person is, uh, extremely connected and intelligent and provides a lot of good value to our company. So That's great. it's great. So just to be clear, even up through today, still bootstrapped, you're funding all from customers, which is great. Yep. All right. And what's, what are you at now today in terms of total customers using the platform? So we've got, uh, 4,000, uh, well, about 3,500 companies on our uh, platform worldwide. Okay. Um, and, uh, a lot of those companies are channel partners. Um, so one of our biggest clients is, uh, HP. We manage, uh, uh, a lot of different channels of content for HP. And essentially what we do is we use our intelligence algorithms to collect content that provides timely information to salespeople, partners, uh, about what's happening in the marketplace. So, uh, for example, security, um, years ago when we were doing intelligence and we were providing security to, uh, some large manufacturers and we would work with the sales team, the typical, you know, sort of discussion between a guy selling security and the companies who are buying it, um, would be, you know, very engineering oriented. It would be, you need security. We sell security. How much do you need? How soon are you ready to buy? Um, the world's not really like that now. It's a lot more fragmented. And so now with timely information, the conversation between a guy selling security and a customer is more along the lines of, oh my God, did you see what happened to Home Depot last week? They lost, you know, yep. 35 million customer records. If it can happen to them, it can happen to you. Are you certain that you're covered for this particular vulnerability? So we provide them with the content to be able to have those kinds of conversations, whether it's on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, WeChat, WhatsApp, uh, around the world in eight languages. Um, we give them that timely insight that they can bring into the conversations that they're having with customers. They know their customers' needs much more closely, understand the pain points that their customers are having. And in that way, they can have a meaningful conversation rather than just using social media for spam and yep. saying, I've got something for you to buy. Do you want to buy it? And are you, is it a pure play SaaS model? Uh, pretty much. I mean, it is the SaaS model, but we have services on top of it. Um, so like significant, well, like what percent of services in your last 12 months revenue, what percent of services make up? Uh, actually about uh, two X licensing revenue. Okay. Uh, uh, explain that to me. I don't understand. So, um, our primary, uh, focus is on licensing revenue. So SaaS companies license our platform, right? Exactly. Um, and then on top of that, we provide training services for, uh, social tra sales training. We provide training to partners to help onboard partners onto the platform. Um, and we're beginning to train agencies to provide services on our platform to customers as well. And are we talking like, you know, huge, you know, 300, 500, $800,000 kind of annual deals on average, or are you playing yes. more in the 10,000, a thousand range? What would you say in averages? Typically over 250. Really? A year? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now give me your team makeup. Do you have a big inside sales force? No. What's the team so, size today? Uh, 12. 12 people. Interesting. What's the breakdown? Uh, so let's see. Uh, most of the team is actually divided between analysts who are delivering uh, uh, value in terms of helping interpret what's happening, market signals, 
providing that to customers uh, to help them understand what are the talking points that they should really be hitting on, what should they be looking at with respect to strategy. Um, and then there are two of us that are focused on sales. Um, primarily, uh, you know, most of our sales is inbound. Okay. So you won't see us doing outbound marketing. You don't see us doing a lot of, uh, we don't do any e- email lead generation. We don't do any telemarketing. Uh, we don't do any spam. Uh, we've been in business for a long time. So we've got a lot of, uh, uh, relationships and a good reputation. So primarily most of our business is happening through word of mouth. Fix my numbers here though. I'm missing something. So if you have 3,500 customers and you just quoted a quarter million ACV on average, I mean, that puts you at something astronomical, like almost what, 870 million a year in revenue. If I multiply that. No. So, so most of, so many of those, uh, customers. So there's a breakdown between customers that are being subsidized by our manufacturing partners in that $250,000 licensing deal. I so, see. so they're being subsidized for that. So if you broke that down per customer, you know, that would bring it down, you know, quite a bit per customer. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So the 3,500 is kind of like the end users. You have some middlemen. Those middlemen are typically the ones paying the, the quarter million. Correct. I Correct. see. I see. Okay. And what are you growing at right now year over year? Uh, well, so since we pivoted two years ago from doing mostly backend uh, intelligence mining to building our platform for sales enablement, um, we're at about 100% year over year. So we'll double this year again um, in uh, in revenue for that uh, for that platform. And what are you at today, if you don't mind sharing a range? Uh, we'll, we'll do a million this year on that okay. platform. That's pretty good. So and then so take take you back thirteen months in December sixteen, you're doing about five hundred grand in ARR. As we pivoted to the new platform, yeah. Got it. Now so does that before, old, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Does that old platform still make up any revenue, or you've completely shut that down? No. Uh, so that's actually, uh, the old platform was our intelligence engine, uh, which we have, uh, a patent on the algorithms that we use for that, uh, that engine. Um, so we incorporated that engine into our new platform, built a new front end on it to make the data that's in the intelligence engine more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still use that backend platform to provide some of, you know, what those, what those traditional products looked for us, uh, looked like for us were basically large uh, quarterly and monthly intelligence reports. So we would do uh, risk analytics, opportunity analytics, and provide these you know pretty monumental reports on where particular markets were moving, where the opportunity was, uh, where the white space was for positioning, where risks were coming from. So we still have the capability to provide those to our customers that are using it for sales intelligence. That just tends to be bigger, more overarching types of strategic analysis that we do uh, more sporadically now than we used to do. Got it. So generally speaking, over the past 12 months, total revenue was called somewhere between 800 and 1.2-ish, something like that altogether. Is all from the the uh, the sales enablement platform, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to understand. You're not running two separate businesses here. The, uh, most, all your revenue is coming through the sales enablement platform. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, cool. How do you think about, um, I mean, I mean, have you identified a growth channel yet where, you know, you can pour gas on the fire in terms of, you know, you know, the CAC, you know, the LTV, go raise capital, make it happen. Yeah. And that's kind of the position that we're in right now. So we are talking to a couple of PE firms. Uh, we're talking to a couple of, uh, strategic investors. Um, and there are a number of plays that, uh, that we could potentially take depending on, how aggressive we wanted to be. So currently, uh, our focus is on the IT enterprise channel. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of room for growth in that space for us still. 
Um, every time that we start in the channel, uh, we almost immediately get pulled into many other areas of the business. So we start in the channel, we immediately get pulled into direct sales, uh, rapidly get pulled into uh, uh, marketing communications. Like and land, then, land and expand, right? It's and Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's that's one area that we're looking at is moving beyond the channel, um, but staying within the general market that we're in. What's that cost um, you though to land on average? It's a long sales cycle because it is a big sell. How so long? Sales, uh, anywhere from six to 18 months. Okay. So uh, it does take some time to go in there and uh, demonstrate what we're capable of doing. Um, but, uh, beyond that, you know, our, our, ultimately our vision is kind of in our name is uh, social rep. The idea is that, um, sales is increasingly becoming social. Um, people are looking for information from their peers and from, uh, people who, who can help them make better purchase decisions based on their own experiences. Um, notwithstanding, you know, uh, the VC fascination with automating everything and making everything bots, people <laughs> still do turn to their peers to try Machine to figure learning, out. Machine learning, AI, bots, yeah. You know, which is all great. But, you know, I think the challenge is that um, if you take sort of a pure VC vision, their notion is that AI and bots will almost do away with the human, that, you know, we'll, we'll reach a point of, you know, beautiful efficiency where people won't need to uh, make decisions with input from other human beings. They'll just have a very efficient bot that will assess their needs, tell them what they need, and boom, they make a sale. Um, our vision is a little bit different. We think that um, you do need humans in the equation. Yep. The question isn't, you know, um, how do we do away with humans? It's how do we make humans smarter and more efficient? by using technology to automate the things that computers are really good at, but allow humans to shine in the things that humans are really good at. No matter how much AI you apply, somebody at the end of the day has to understand what the data is showing you and what kind of an impact that's going to make on your business, um, how to translate that to somebody in terms of uh, the meaning for uh, a purchase decision. So that's what we try to do um, yep. in social media. We're taking away the uh, requirement for users to constantly be looking for something intelligent to say. We give them a continuous feed of information, of timely content. So that makes it a lot easier. But they still have to decide in this stream of content that's showing up day to day, you know, what helps me position my value proposition? Where can I add value for my customers? Yeah. And how do yeah, Chris, I, I get, we get it. I get it. I mean, it's a huge need. What you're doing is a huge need. Take me back though. We're running out of time. Take me back to the economics sure. real quick. What, what is CAC? What have you nailed that down to? So, um, you know, we can get that down to about, uh, say 25,000 to $50,000. Got it. And then, so your payback on that is what, what are you trying to optimize for? Well, uh, in a year, uh, the payback on that is about, uh, what about five X. Okay, good. So, so you get your payback in about three months, two months. Right. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. Um, really interesting. Um, and then uh, you gave me the 35 number earlier. Tell me though, go up one layer. How many of the partners are you working with? Uh, you mean for, for a given channel? Well, you mentioned that the 3,500, that's like total end users, but they're subsidized right. by partners you work through. I'm curious how many of those, how many of the partners are you working through? So, uh, that's who you're selling to, right? Correct. Yeah. Right. So currently we've got three on our platform that are yep. all in the IT space. Um, historically, one of the things that we did when we bootstrapped, uh, initially, um, our model was to sell premium services to large companies 
figure out how to automate what we were delivering and then expand that down. So uh, we've, we've market tested our platform in uh, financial services, automotive, pharma, uh, consumer, packaged goods, entertainment, and IT. We zeroed in on the IT market because of the robustness of the channel and because of the availability of resources through traditional market development funds that manufacturers make available to partners. And what do you think uh, LTV is on that specific cohort? How, how much are those customers worth to you over their life, you think? Um, our average lifetime uh, relationship with customers is about four years. Yep. So, so it's over uh, a million. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Um, this is really interesting. So, so you really have to cater to those three customers. Those are really your fire hoses to the 3,500 end users. You haven't lost right. any of those before, have you? No. The three, yeah. Good stuff. All we right, fired, Chris. fired some. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up here with the famous uh, five one-word answers here. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Oh, my gosh. Uh, probably, um, oh, I know, uh, Punished by Rewards. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I mean, Dion Weisler at HP is doing some amazing things. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for growing the business? Uh, Buffer. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <sighs> Not enough, six. Six, okay, and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Married, and I've got one son who's 16 years old. Oh, good, and how old are you? I am 49. 49, last question. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. What do you wish he knew? ROI. <laughs> that's it from, from Chris ROI. That's what it's all about from building social rep, launched it back heck of a time to launch back in 2008, made the smart decision to walk away from a term sheet, focus on his customers. It's paid off. He's working through three really specific partners right now that pay on average a quarter of a million a pop to basically reach about 3,500 end users. Again, helping people understand and activate their essentially their social sales force and, uh, economics look healthy, potentially raising soon team of 12, um, based, uh, I believe Chris, you said remote, right? All over the place. We are all over the place. Our headquarters is in uh, uh, just north of San Francisco. All right, and growing about 100% year over year, doing about 44 grand a month just 13 months ago. Now over about, call it 88-ish uh, per, uh, per month. That's over a million dollar run rate growing rapidly. Chris, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for your time.